You are listening to the In Context Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the In Context Podcast. Today it's me and Nathan and uh, we're out of lockdown. We're back to church almost as normal as it was before this coronavirus came. And there's lots of talk about uh, many pastors after having the last 18 months to two years um, unable to do church properly. A lot of them uh, wanting to step down or to quit or to find alternative employment. So today's episode, we're going to be looking at uh, when is it right to quit, to step down or even Do you uh, outstay your welcome in a church? So we're looking at when is it right to leave your position as a pastor or a church planter? Some news. Uh, This is something that is personal to both me and Nathan. I am stepping down. Nathan is taking over the role as lead pastor at New Life Church Middlesbrough. So it's something that we've been discussing, uh, not just during COVID, but for the last three years. So I'll hand over to Nathan for today. Nathan's going to uh, come up with some questions for us to discuss. Hopefully, it'll be helpful for uh, not just people who are considering leaving, but for people to consider how that impacts their ministry now, even if they might be leaving in several years' time. So, Nathan, fire away, brother. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right, thanks. Yeah, it's uh, now it's interesting, just what you're saying there, that this might be more relevant to people at the moment just because of, you know, for so many pastors, it's been a difficult year or so. Um, that you know maybe more than ever people are considering quitting or, or stepping down so I guess yeah first place to start is just what you've used both of those terms but what's the difference between them is there a difference between quitting and <laughs> and stepping down um, what, what do you mean by by both of those things yeah I, I think there's a difference there's a, there's a big difference I think stepping down you're, you're moving aside to let somebody to take over something I think quitting is you just you've had enough and you're just out of there regardless whether there's anybody there to take over. So uh, at the moment I'm stepping down, but in the past I've been ready to quit several times. <laughs> okay, so what what caused you to to want to quit before? What what was those some of those situations? Um... Yeah, I, I, I think mainly I'd had enough. I was tired. I was deflated and, and discouraged. And those were the, the reasons why I wanted to quit. Uh, I think most church planters think about quitting on a regular basis. Uh, I'm not sure how many will come as close as I was to actually doing it back in, oh, I think it must have been three or four years ago. Probably four years ago, we we were evicted from our church building. We'd lost funding. We had less than six weeks to go. And I thought I've just spent the last five years uh, trying to raise a profile of the church, getting people to join us to grow a congregation. We were the smallest congregation we'd ever had. We, we, it, it seemed like it was a failure, and uh, I, I was resigned to the church closing. And I was quite, I thought I've done all I can, and, and if we show it, this is part of God's providence. And then, <laughs> then somebody came in with a last minute. Uh, proposal that could save the church and I was furious I was like oh, <laughs> I, I don't want it to continue I'll, I'm resigned to it failing so that was the last time uh, I think personally emotionally and spiritually I was shattered and I just had enough uh, and, I, and I think I'd have quitted then mm. but, uh, stepping down now is, is different because we've 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 grown the church we're, we're in a new building we've got uh, you who's a capable pastor 
who can continue leading the church. We've got an admin worker who's overseeing all the legal things. We've got a, a, a gospel worker, an evangelist. So uh, I, I set out to do myself out of a job and, and that's happened now. I, I'm not actually needed uh, in, in the church anymore. Uh, the, the church isn't big enough for two full-time pastors. So uh, one of us at the go, so I thought it might as well be the old boring one. <laughs> so, so if you know if you've been doing this work for years and you've had all of these struggles, yeah. why didn't you quit sooner? Why? Did, what kept you going? Even you know you mentioned that one particular time where it really did feel like like the end of New Life Church. <laughs> what stopped you from quitting? Yeah, I, I think the 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 biblical answer and the like the, the the right response for a pastor is God's providence obviously but uh other than the, the the most obvious answer that it is God's providence some of it was pride some of it was arrogance uh some of it was the feeling of uh like a, probably a savior complex thinking well if I pack in then who else is going to do it if it's if it wasn't for me being the hero here then there would be no church but ultimately, I think the main driving force was calling uh, a desire to see a church planted in, in Middlesbrough. We, we we set off with a vision. That vision wasn't completed. And I thought, if we can continue doing this as tough as it is, uh, with as minimum impact upon our family life as it has done, uh, then we need to just continue until until it can survive without us. Uh, yeah, I think that was the main thing, really. We... We set off on a journey naively, underestimating how difficult it would be. Uh, and then when we realised how difficult it was, that was when we felt like packing in quite regularly. Uh, but then there's also the rich blessings that we've had. It wasn't always tough. Uh, God is good and kind. And just when you feel like you can't go on anymore, then he blesses you either financially or with a conversion or a baptism. So, yeah, there was so, so many reasons uh, I felt like quitting so many times because spiritually I wasn't doing well. Uh, so usually when I was uh, working in my own strength or I was spiritually struggling, that is when I'd feel like quitting. Uh, so I think there was a, a culmination of things. I think basically uh, what what kept me going ultimately was my love for Jesus, my love for the church, the church's love for me. Uh, I'd often be reminded that uh, I felt like I was a hero and the only one who'd given up for the church. And then I'd remember that you'd given so much to join us. Shell had given up a job to join us, Jude, uh, my, my wife, my children. There was uh, so much more than me who was struggling in the church. <laughs> you know what I mean? Often self-pity would, would make me want to quit. And then I, God would remind me that there was so much sacrifice from all the other members uh, to keep this church going. But ultimately it's a sacrifice that, God made himself through his son Jesus on the cross, isn't it? And and that is the, the main reason why why I stayed as long as I did. Okay. So just on, on the theme of quitting, do you think it's ever okay for, for a pastor to quit? All these all these pastors who <laughs> felt like quitting over lockdown, should they should they do it? Or was is, is there ever a time where that's the right thing to do? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And I think I think a few years ago, that time we discussed earlier where there was no money, it, it seemed like I was flogging a, a dead horse. I was tired. I'd done everything I can. And sometimes churches have a shelf life, don't they, like everything else, and, it, and it's and it's for a season. 
And if we couldn't have found the funding, then maybe that would have been time to, to quit. Uh, for the sake of your sanity, for your mental health, or for the sake of your family, then that's another option. Uh, I think you should quit then. And, and I think probably one of the biggest things that has been my battle is, is, is personal sin. I think there's a time where if you were in persistent, uh, unrepentant sin, then you should definitely step down then, whether you're in a, in a small church plant or a huge mega church. That is a, a, a definite reason why you should step down and quit. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so for me, quitting isn't always a bad thing. I think if I'd have quitted, I'd have quitted for selfish motives because I felt let down or I was angry or, or I was fed up. But I think there's loads of reasons why you could uh, wisely quit a position. A, because it was better for your health or your family's health or it was better for the church. There's sometimes uh, the church might not have a, a, a short shirt life, but the pastor might. Some pastors might be great for getting the church started and then you need another pastor to come and take it to the next level, which is similar now to, to what we're doing. Uh, I, I'm stepping down, hoping that you'll take the church to the next level. But uh, mm. I, yeah, I, th- I think I think there's, I, I think the motivation behind you quitting is the problem, not quitting. So I think yeah. quitting can sometimes be very, very wise and necessary. Okay. I mean, I guess that, that word motivation maybe kind of answers the next question that I have, but but what's what's the difference between all those times that you wanted to quit before, and you stepping down now? Why why do you think this is the the right time to do it? What's the the difference? Yeah, because when I I think I mentioned this to you three or four years ago, and it's and it's flown. I think the last two years we haven't really been able to prepare like we planned to because of COVID. But I, I was tired four years ago. Uh, and and I knew it was I, I didn't have many years left in me, and what I didn't want to do was just bolt and think about myself and 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 my family. So I think the difference is now uh, I'm leaving uh, the church healthy. I'm leaving the church financially healthy. It, it's got a good pastor in yourself. It's got a, a good team. Uh, so I'm leaving now with. Uh, it's not selfish motives. I'm not going and just thinking about number one. I'm I'm going thinking about everyone, what's best for the church, what's best for me personally, what's best for us as a family. And I and I'm hopefully leaving the church in a in in a position that it will continue to flourish uh with or without me being uh, part of it. Uh, I'm I'm going on a full salary, <laughs> which I've never had, which is ironic really. Mm-hmm. I spent 10 years trying to raise a salary stressing out that I didn't know I was going to pay the mortgage from one month to the next and now I've got a full salary and I decide now the church is financially stable to leave so I think that's an ironic uh, time so personally it would be easier for me to stay to be honest on a practical level it would be easier for me to stay I've got no uh, stress the church is uh, well known now throughout the country we've got good partnerships with other churches throughout the country. Uh, we've got support. We've got support from the US uh, financially. You know, hopefully we're going to be getting interns sent over quite regularly. Uh, yeah, we, it, the church is in a good position. So now I'm, I'm leaving uh, for a different motive. Uh, my motive isn't because I've had enough and I just feel like giving up. I, I am tired. I do feel like a, a new challenge, but I, I feel that like I'm leaving the church healthy rather than being like a rat that leaves a sinking ship <laughs> you sound a lot more positive about things now that you're now that you're stepping down 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's another thing. It's hard to see that. That that for me was because I had the pressure of all these things. I, I was the main preacher. I, I was doing the main pastor and the main evangelism. I was doing the promotion of the the church. I was looking for my salary, for your salary, for for everyone. It was I was doing everything but pastor the church. Really, uh, there was a lot of pressure. Look, when I planted the church, my 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 motivation was to have a Bible preaching church. But as we go on and we see other church plants, I started fantasizing about a church of 60, 70, 80, 100 people having our own building, running several different ministries from it. And I couldn't see the wood for the trees. Uh, that was probably one of the other reasons why I wanted to quit. Up until probably the last six months, I've seen the last 10 years as a massive failure. But having a sabbatical and having time through COVID to sit and reflect I've seen how successful we, we have been and how wonderful God is in his provision and uh, what he's done through a few little people in Middlesbrough. So I'm excited now the pressure's off you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm encouraged and I'm more positive than I probably have been since planting the church, to be honest. Yeah, and no, I think that that perspective will probably be helpful for, for a lot of people in terms of have I done the thing that, that God has called me to do here yeah. rather than have I done what i've kind of been <laughs> dreaming about or maybe you know been trying to copy other churches yeah. um actually have i done the thing that god's called me to do and maybe looking at it that way that might give people better perspective of of whether um whether they've done the right thing whether they're doing the right thing in, in continuing mm. um but what what advice would you give to people who are considering quitting or uh, who are thinking about stepping down uh, i know that's kind of a potentially a broad range of different people in different situations, but what, what kind of advice would you give to them? Yeah. Uh, talk about it. Speak with somebody outside the church first, probably, because I think if I'd have spoke to you straight away, that might have just freaked you out or got you concerned and maybe you might have jumped ship before I did. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I took wise counsel. I shared with people. And like you say, because it wasn't the first time I considered it. Yeah. The more I thought about it and the more I spoke with people about it, they could, yeah, they'd give me a perspective that was different to my own. They would help me be more positive at times and would help me stick in. Then uh, I think what happened with me is when we were looking to buy a church building, I did a vision plan and, and a mission plan, and I sent it to an elder in Cookfield, uh, a guy called John Broom, and he looked over it and he said it was very good, but what would happen if me and Rachel died or I was struck off from ministry for some misdemeanor or something? And uh, and I had to answer honestly, at that time, we probably would have just folded. And uh, he said, how can you make sure that if anything happens to you or Rachel, that the church will continue? So that became my mission then. So that changed my focus in uh, looking for a way out to, to, to looking for a church to be stable, uh, regardless of who w was in position. So, uh, the likelihood is pastors are going to be, whether it's 5, 10, 15 years, are going to leave at some point. So we needed to have some structures in place. So me and Rachel were doing everything from the admin to the banking, everything. So the first thing we did, we we had you already. So you were preaching and teaching. Uh, we, 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 we got Jude employed. She started uh, working alongside stewardship and developing a good financial and legal structure for us as a church. So that's bang on now. That's unbelievable. The, the work of stewardship is has been vital to us uh, and then also 
shell. Uh, like I was trying to do myself out of a job by handing things over to you, Rachel was doing the same with Shell, the female gospel worker and evangelist and, and family worker. And we just invested for the last three years heavily into, uh, first of all, inviting you to everything we did so you could see what we were doing. And then we uh, went with you and, and, and you did things. And then uh, we'd give comment and feedback and then you were just doing stuff on your own. So I think of an example First of all is uh, I had a couple of funerals to do, so you just would come with me, wouldn't you, and sit with me while yeah. I met with the families, and then obviously you were at the funeral, and then this year you just went off and did the funeral yourself <laughs> with, yeah. with, with no input. So just stuff like that, investing investing our time into uh, you, which when I first got workers, I saw that as a frustration, investing my time into people because I'm like, I'm busy. I want people that come here and make my life easier, not harder. But I quickly learned through trial, error and, and godly counsel that if I want people to help me, then I'm going to have to invest time into them. Uh, so that's what we did. We invested time into people, uh, equipping them to do what we were doing in the future so that we could step down knowing that the church would succeed beyond us. And hopefully the way that we've trained uh, will help you, Shell, and you train others. And we'll just constantly be replicating uh new workers to fill our roles. I think every gospel worker should try and do themselves out of the job in some shape or form. Yeah, I think what, what you're saying, it sounds great, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, I'm aware that maybe to some people that might just feel like an extra burden. So we've talked about the, the pressures of ministry and that desire to quit to get to kind of escape it. Hmm. But is that not just like an extra burden, especially kind of looking at the context that we're based in, if you're looking at like a small church plant, you've got one person who's kind of hold, holding the whole ship together and trying to do everything, you know, they're teaching, they're doing the preaching, they're doing the finances as well. And they're trying to, you know, meet people in the community and do kids work and, and 50 different things. Mm. And now you're saying, oh, well, you also need to get somebody else on board and teach them how to do all of those things. Is, is that like an extra burden? How can we, yeah, how, how can we prepare a church for, for life after we've gone? You know, if, if we are in a small context, if we are already kind of burdened with so many things. Yeah, I think it's a question of not doing everything backside first, like I did. So I, I didn't make life easy for myself. Uh, I, I dived into church planting head first without any thought, experience or training so that that didn't help but for anyone who sets off no matter how well prepared you are it, it's going to be tough but here's the investment if you look at like a football manager Jurgen Klopp for example went into to, to Liverpool and the first couple of seasons people weren't happy because he was like preparing the team which then went on to win the Champions League and then the Premier League it didn't happen overnight and the investment you make at the beginning, uh, although it comes with, uh, yeah, pressures and, and, and stresses it, it, and sacrifice, the sacrifice is ultimately worth it. So for a period of time, I was doing 16, 17 hours days sometimes, trying to spend time with you and Shell and Jude and then do my own job. But 
that paid off after a year and a half. I'm now doing eight hour days and I can, do you know what I mean? I'm getting my day off and I'm getting my holidays. And so that I wouldn't have ever had that unless I put the initial investment in. Uh, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think uh, if I was going to do it again, what I'd have done is I'd I wouldn't have done 16, 17 hour days. I'd have just cut something out and thought, right, what isn't essential yeah. for a small church plant? And that was a mistake then was I'd started so many things prior to you coming that I, I, I kept them on and tried to train you at the same time. Whereas what I should have done is thought, right, what isn't working or what can wait till later? And then I could have put them to one side, invested in you. And then we would have had more time to do these things better in the future rather than, me half-heartedly or distractingly doing these things all at once. So again, prioritizing. If you want a church to be uh, to have longevity, reduce some of the stuff you're doing now and invest in people at the start. And that's the best way to see uh, long, sustained work. I think in any area is to invest in your staff first, and then once they're equipped, we can go out and and reach the people. Uh, do you know what? Jesus might come back tomorrow, but the likelihood is he isn't. <laughs> so do you know what I mean? And if he does, it's his time. And anyway, we we don't have a time frame to get out and reach the community. So uh, we are not told, go and evangelise everyone in Middlesbrough by the 16th of June, 2022. So we've got time to invest in people and we can trust that in God's sovereignty as well. We don't have to break our backs uh doing everything on our own let's let's just invest in people take our time and and plan for the long haul hopefully jesus will be back before the next hundred years but if he isn't i'd like to still see a church in middlesbrough surviving and the only way we can have that is if we invest into the foundations uh, in the start we can have a wonderful ministry that thrives for 10 years i die and then it ends or we can invest in the people who will actually see uh, the gospel being preached for the next 15 20 30 years instead yeah, I think that's true. I think there's there's a lot of helpful things in what you just said. So taking that long-term view, mm. uh, I think so often we can just be caught up in like the day-to-day of what we're doing, can't we? That we're not, we, you know, we're just thinking kind of a, a week in advance. We're not thinking about five or 10 years or, mm. you know, 50 years in advance. Um, because at the end of the day, all of us are, are going to have to step down or quit or whatever mm. uh, at some point. So, you know, there'll be a time where I'm not the pastor of New Life Church, Middlesbrough, it'll be somebody else. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's there's a million different ways that that can happen. You know, you could you can quit, you can step down, you could be fired, you could, you know, the church might fold, whatever. Um, but at some point, <laughs> you're, you're not going to be there. Yeah. Um, and so it's not just about making sure that you leave on good terms, but making sure that you've got that future succession in in line and i think that's a a biblical idea as well isn't it Mm. so um there's a a verse in in 2 timothy where paul tells timothy to teach other men to teach others in the way that he's taught timothy Mm. so there's that kind of like four generations going on that timothy that paul has taught timothy and now timothy has to teach other people to teach other people so you know we're not just looking to teach people the gospel but we've got to teach people how to teach other people the gospel so you're always looking you should always be looking to do yourself out of a job um like you were you were saying earlier um yeah i think that's uh it's not just something that's practically uh useful but i think it's it's biblically um 
the right thing to do as well. So, um, yeah, it's just constantly reminding yourself that actually the church isn't dependent on you and, you know, you, you need to, yeah, after you've gone, um, Jesus will put other, <laughs> put other shepherds in charge and it's, it's our job to, to, to get those people ready. So it's not just a, an added burden on us, but actually that's a key part of the ministry. I think that's what you were saying is actually mm. rather than just looking at the hundreds of things you're currently doing, mm. prioritize on on that as a as a key uh, aspect of your ministry and training up future leaders and, and future workers. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I've got one more question. Uh, well, more of a personal question, but I, I don't know if you have any more comments on kind of on quitting and <laughs> and, uh, and stepping down. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I think what I was in danger of is I, I felt like I think we either want to quit because we've had enough, or we, or we stay longer than than we're welcomed for because we get ourselves nice and comfy and we can't think of doing anything else. So I think that's what I was in danger of because I I had a salary for the first time uh, that was regular. Uh, and I, I was pretty much left alone. So basically 20 schemes were funding my position here. We had a partnership agreement. So all I had to do was uh, support the work of 20 schemes and they were supporting us. So I'd do that through uh, speaking at the weekenders and teaching at the ragged school and, and helping with resources and stuff like that. And you were doing the predominantly a lot of the preaching and teaching. And really I could have just put my feet up and collected a salary and, did the minimum required and uh, I, I could have just outlived my welcome I think uh, I, I felt after seeing that we ticked all the boxes that we set out to do when I set out to plant a church we we just wanted to see a bible preaching church we've got one we wanted to see a church that would focus on reaching the council estates we've got one we wanted to see uh, people like me trained and equipped and that's happening uh, yeah, we, we wanted to see a church that would outlive me and, and, and we've got that now. So what le else was there left for me to do? Uh, I, I didn't have the motivation. I'm not as young as I was when we planted. This has been quite a tiring experience for me. Uh, I've not had the, the blessings or privilege to, to go and train at Bible college. So there's lots of things that uh, I haven't done uh, that maybe I might like to do it in the, in the future. So... The only thing that was keeping me here was thinking, well, who's going to pay the mortgage? <laughs> so when we set out on this adventure, we sold the house. Uh, we give up our jobs and we just went mental all in, a bit charismatic, just dived in head first and thought the Lord will provide. And I've become a little bit comfy. Uh, I've lost a lot of motivation and I, I feel I'm ready for a new challenge. So, yeah, that was the, the, the danger for me, I think, was that I'm either very secure and, and don't want to trust in God or I get very uh, frustrated and I just want to run and avoid my responsibilities. So I'm thinking now I'm in the middle that I think I'm stepping down now at the right time before I outstay my welcome and I'm not doing it, just jumping off uh, like a rat, leaving a sinking ship. So I've, <laughs> I've waffled on that much. I forgot why I was saying this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I was saying is, yeah, I think sometimes uh, we, we can quit when it's wrong. Uh, and I think sometimes we can stay when it's wrong as well. And hopefully I'm stepping down at the right time uh, with the right motivation. 
Yeah, that no, was good. I'm I'm just curious as to why uh, trusting in God's providence is seen as like a, a charismatic sign <laughs> rather than anything else. But um, that's a, a discussion for another day. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just uh, I guess people will probably be interested to know what you've got planned for for um, after you've mm. uh, after you've finished. Um, what have you got got lined up? Uh, nothing, <laughs> which is a bit concerning for my wife. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure yet. Like I say, I, I love training. Uh, I love learning. Uh, Medhurst Ministries is still a passion of ours. We want to see that grow. So uh, I'd like to see that develop. Uh, I feel I've got a lot of uh, experience to pass on to pastors in similar positions to us, uh, working in similar areas to us. So, uh, maybe it'll be something full time with Medhurst Ministry. Maybe it'll be something part time, yeah. or maybe I'll be working in Tesco. I'm not sure yet. I just feel uh, one of our daughters is disabled. We, we we we've got a lot. We've had a lot of changes in our life over the last couple of years. So we're all there, uh, other responsibilities. So I'm I'm not too sure yet. But what I'd like to be involved in is uh, serving churches uh, and and pastoring pastors probably more than pastor in a church. So we're just praying about that now. We're, we're meeting with a few people to see what opportunities might come ahead, but who knows, we'll, we'll probably share more in the future <laughs> when we know more, but we'd appreciate prayers anyway. And uh, and another thing while we're on that matter, we'd appreciate a salary for Nathan as well. So Nathan, <laughs> uh, we have, the church is able to to pay Nathan's salary 50% for the next three years. We're looking to raise the other 50% through other churches or individuals contributing. So uh, one guy's generously donated a third of what's needed. So we're still trying to raise another two thirds of what's needed. So if anyone's interested in supporting Nathan as a pastor, then that would be wonderful. Get in touch uh, with us either via uh, Twitter or through the church email address. But I just thought I'd shove that advert in before we finish, Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and just to, to clarify a couple of things, I don't know if you, you mentioned uh, that you're not you're not stepping down like tomorrow. This is yeah. like this is like next summer yeah. that, that we're that we're like preparing for. But also you're you're still um, gonna be an elder at New Life Church mm. for the for the foreseeable future and you'll still you you'll still be involved here is is the the plan for mm. Time being so i just thought i'd just hmm. thought i'd clarify that before people kind of i don't know thought you're just gonna disappear or something yeah <laughs> yeah as much as some people would enjoy that yeah unfortunately i'm hanging around for a bit <laughs> yeah. by nathan's request i've tried to get out but he won't let me <laughs> he said he said if he has to suffer then so do i so <laughs> there you go yeah. i think i've i think i've asked you everything i, I need to ask you in um amount of questions brilliant um, but yeah i think we've covered a lot there so yeah awesome nice one cheers nathan and uh thanks everyone for joining us on the in context podcast